This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome into another edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle, and I'm joined by two-time cup winner Craig Ludwig, who just informed me off the microphone that when he found out he was doing this podcast this morning, he stayed up all night, copious notes, just just studying, re-watching the game. How are you, my friend? <laughs> oh, none of that is true. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. How come you sound so down today? You don't have your normal enthusiasm. What, what do you mean? On the weekend? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't. I, I sound down. Well, no, maybe you just. Oh, you're just short. I guess yeah, I'm just it. working. You your know, trying try, trying to make my voice a little lower. Hey, how's it going? What do you think? Yeah, that that's really sexy. <laughs> I love it. Okay, yeah. l- let me just say this: like, I. I this podcast is for Stars fans, and uh, I'm a Stars fan. I was sitting in the audience last night enjoying the tilt, and I, I will just say this. I have thoroughly enjoyed the hockey this week. I understand that you know it was only two out of a possible four points, but I thought both games, it was good to get a point out of those matchups, and I wanted to get your thoughts last night, and I really enjoyed watching Carolina. I enjoyed the matchup between the two teams. Uh, I enjoyed the techniques. I enjoyed the adjustments that each team tried to make. I I just thought it was a very, very interesting game. And, you know, like Sean and I were talking earlier in the week, just flip a coin Uh, when it comes to overtime. I understand the record is what it is, but that's not going to be the case when it's the playoffs. And I just enjoyed watching the talent on the ice this week. Yeah. I mean, you have a, an up and coming team that's knocking on a playoff door that they haven't been in the playoffs in Buffalo in what, 10, 12, I don't even know how long. Correct. I think 2011. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been a, been a while for them. And obviously a couple exciting players on that team. The Thompson kid is taking a, a step and one of the elite players in the league. And I think there's, there's belief in that room. And and I don't know if there's a complete buy-in from the rest of the league about how good a team Buffalo is. Um, and it doesn't matter. But, but I think sometimes, you know, when teams have been been down for so long and, and you're seeing what they can do, and um, I don't know if you quite take them seriously until you play them once or twice and know that they are a good team. And regardless of what they've done against other teams prior to you, you playing them. So, um, you know, so they're, they're a team that um, has youth. They're a team that has gone through some, some struggles, especially with their superstar in the last few years. And now that that's been cleaned up, um, I think it's allowed, again, I'm a big distraction guy. 
And I think it's allowed that cloud to, to leave that team. And I think probably if it's management, they're probably, they probably, their message has probably been, this is, this is us now, you know, everything's done. And what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to move forward with this group. So it's great for the Buffalo fans. Um, and they're a tough team to play against. They score goals. They're, they're an up potential team. And, um, you know, and, and the game last night, man, that, you know, you, you like to say that's a possible Stanley cup final matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it possibly could be, uh, but it's a fast game. Uh, there's one thing that's, that's clear, at least this year. Uh, and that's the good news, as you said, for the playoffs is there is no three on three when you get into the playoffs. And I just think Dallas is a, is a much better team as a team, as, as a group of five. And, and it, for whatever reason, I, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, that, it's a special teams event during the, you know, the regular season. So, and, and Craig, let me just stop you for a second. Maybe I'm like old school or I, I I'm getting kind of tired of overtime three on three, you know, I know it's exciting. And for the fan that, doesn't go to many stars games. It's a thriller because something's going to happen, either a spectacular save or a goal to end it. The likelihood is less and less that they're going to go to a shootout. But I, you know, I don't know. It's just to to me, maybe I'm too hockey purist. Well, I'll tell you, you probably wouldn't expect this out of me. I, I actually, I like it. I like Do the you? overtime. Okay. And I, I guess I like it because I know it's not going to be here in the playoffs. Yeah. So, <clears throat> it's it's a good entertainment. I, I think it, it's strictly skill on display. And I think today's game has got just tons and tons of skilled players. Um, there is some strategy to it. Uh, you know, over the last few weeks, I, I've watched and I, and I think it was a, I don't even know who it was. It may have been Colorado playing, but I, but I noticed something that they were doing and and I'm actually trying to implement it in our with our U18 team. Not that we get to a lot of three on three, and it's always different depending on which which league you play in, how you how you go to overtime, things like that. But anyway, you know, there that's the thing about watching, you know, the best players and the best coaches in the world uh, do their business, and you start to pick up little things that you think can possibly translate. They never really do, but at least you can give your younger players something to you know, think about. Um, but anyway, I, I look forward to it because I, I look forward to the to the skill. I, I look forward to how do the goalies get hung out to dry at times. Um, and, you know, are, are teams going with three forwards? Are they going? I mean, I, you know, I've seen a couple teams start with two defensemen and one forward now. And I'm like, well, that just means that you don't want to get scored on instead of just going out and, and winning it. But, but again, I, I don't know what their philosophies are. So anyway, yeah. but, but like I said, we know it's going away. Um, in another 32 games for the stars and, and we'll move on from there. So I, I kind of like it. I look forward to it. Um, as a matter of fact, when I'm watching games, uh, and I get, you know, we all know the clock and we know times and scores of games that are playing around the league. And it's a little difficult when you got 10, 12 games going on, but I'm looking for the tie scores. And if there's a tie score and there's a minute to go, uh, you know, I'll watch it and I'll click over to just to see what happens in the overtime. And, you know, know that's all going away in a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. And hockey, hockey players are so unique. So the chances are they might not even face each other, but a Bruins Hurricanes seven game series to, to me is just, must watch. Um. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A couple things that impressed me about the Hurricanes last night, Craig, is their cycling in the offensive zone was so impressive. Um, how they just their puck possession and how they just waited for their opportunity and how they kept winning the puck battles. And they really had, I thought, the stars on their toes uh, as far as just just try to get it out of the zone so you can make a line change. I thought I thought the stars when they broke out, you know, had some effective chances. Um, really saw the speed and skill of Wyatt Johnston uh, last night, and super excited about his career with this team. Um, he's shown really no signs of slowing down. In fact, uh, I think he's playing probably some of his best hockey right now. As far as a two-way, um, you know, you look at the Stars last night, they were, you know, one of the keys to the game. They were beaten in the face-off circle, except for Wyatt Johnston, um, who won the majority of his uh, face-offs. So uh, I thought it was just an interesting uh, game. You know, Wyatt Johnston hits the post. That could have been the game winner in regulation. So um, I thought maybe we'd see an emergency goaltender last night. That would have been really interesting. Um, so... You know, it was just, it had a game of a lot of things. There was a, there was a fight where Glenn Denning came in, and I was surprised he didn't get a, a two-minute uh, instigator penalty. Um, you weren't as surprised as Rod Brendamore. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's no penalty on the play. <laughs> he goes after the Carolina player, and there's no instigator. It was just interesting. Yeah. You know, when you, you talk about getting to that third goaltender, that emergency goaltender, I, I thought Renton was selling it anyways. I, I didn't think he was hurt. I think he knew there was a high stick to the back of the head. He obviously wouldn't have known if it was his player or another player, but he sold it well. And I yeah. think when he found out that it wasn't, you know, his own player, I think he was trying to sell. And a lot of times that'll pay off down the road. You know, there there was a referee standing right there in the corner, and for whatever reason, he didn't, you know, think it was in. I, I actually liked the refereeing last night, too, because they I think they thought, you know what, there's two really good teams playing here, and we're, you know, what were there, two penalties apiece last night? Yeah. So, and, and I don't think either one of them had a shot on net. But but the fact was is that that I think they let him play, and, and I think that was the right decision. I don't think there were, you know, yeah, there could have been an instigator there. But good on Luke for, you know, sticking up for a sure. team. That's where this team has come. We've seen that this year, whether it's Marchman, Glenn, and it's some of the guys that you probably wouldn't expect at times. That, that I mean, again, if you're a general manager, you're sitting up there, you know, you're loving it because, that, that you know, that's why we always talk about trades. And, you know, when you have a team and, and you're, you're sitting up there and you analyze your team all year long and you're going, we got a good group of 23 here. And, you know, you know, we want to give our team the best chance we can to go as far as we can in the playoffs. What do we do? What don't we do? 
you know, we've all heard it. Some of the best moves that are made at, at, at that time of the year or when you don't make any. So it'll be interesting. But, um, you know, Carolina, when you talk about the cycle game, what Carolina does is what they are is they're on the same page and, and they're a puck placement team. They take pucks and they chip into, into little areas. They don't necessarily try to make a tape to tape pass all the time. And they'll put it into an area because they know that the other four guys are on the same page. They know the direction it's going. And you see so many times it's just a one, two, three foot little chip into an area and there's already a player coming there. And what it does is it, you know, obviously <laughs> it does a few things. It can create some chances, but, but mainly what it does is I, I think is even if you're not getting a scoring chance out of it, you're, you know, you're getting something close to one, but the team that, that like, for instance, if it's in the stars and, and they have that puck in that end and they contain it and they get the puck, they get it back, they give it up. They got guys on you. They, they do the right thing with the first guy. He comes, he eliminates the second guy comes in, picks it up. They continue to cycle. Ultimately what it does is it wears down that, that team that spends it in their defensive zone. By the time they do get the puck out and want to, you know, go the other direction, they're tired. And, and a lot of times they don't get it to, to the center line to be able to get it in and change. And now all of a sudden they got to come back again, but even if they do get it and have to put the puck in because they know they've been doing a lot of work in their own zone, they've got to change. And, and what that does is the counterattack for, for, you know, in this case, Carolina, they just turn and come right back. Yeah. You know, and, and if you do change, you know, there's guys chasing back into your own zone. And if you can't change, well, then now you've got really tired guys out there. So, um, you know, they're, they're a good example of what the league or a lot of teams have tried to do. And, and New Jersey is another one of those teams. They, they do the same thing. And so there's teams around the league with the speed. They don't always have to be the biggest player. They're, they're just quick and they put pucks into certain areas and they beat you those races. And when you start to get cut off, there's another little spot. So, um, you know, and I think Dallas has, you know, done that same thing this year. And, and they're maybe Carolina's a little bit ahead of them, but they've been doing it for a long time. So what well, Dallas, what, 20 shots last night or something like that. Yeah. Carolina had Not many 20, shots in the game 25. total. Yeah. So, I mean, it was one of those kind of games. Yeah. It was a great game. Yeah, it, it really was. It really was. And I tweeted before the game. I was like, you know, just just shut down Sebastian Ajo. And that's tough to do. And I know a lot of people don't see him. And I know he was injured um, in the first matchup. But he truly is a special, I, I like to say a special two-way player because he is a two-way player very similar to Anse Kopitar who I also doesn't don't think gets a lot of credit for his career and he just quietly goes about his business uh, both on the offensive and defensive uh, you know kills penalties you know everything that needs to be uh, done but all right from a star's perspective we've seen a lot of Joel Hanley lately rather than Lundquist what are your thoughts on that yeah you know and what you see is it's dependent on the opponent you know, and so I don't know. It tells me more about where they are with, you know, with Lundquist. Uh, but again, he's a young kid. They, they know he's not a big player. Um, and is it telling you that we're not really, uh, how do we put this? Not really sold on our, our, our six defensemen, our top six, top five, whatever it may be going into the playoffs. And so does that mean we're looking? Are, are you looking to add? And, and I, <clears throat> I mean, if you consider yourself an, uh, a contender, I would definitely be thinking they'd be looking to add. And so if you're going to give 
you know, Hanley that opportunity. You're going to get Lundquist that opportunity. Uh, who is it? And, and I just think that you can never have enough depth. We've talked about this before. You, you can never have enough, enough depth on, on the back end. But, you know, you look at, you look at what that team had that their opponent was last night. There's a pretty solid six there. And there's a couple other teams that have, you know, a good six, seven defensemen. So I would think if there's an area uh, that Jim is, is looking to, I don't want to say upgrade, but maybe bolster, um, you know, you're, you're looking around and, and you're saying, okay, well, let's, let's find out if I can't make a move, which one of these guys is my best number six. And, you know, you, you have to be careful because, when you look around, you know, the way the standings are, you, you want to uh, do your best right now to finish where you're at <laughs> because there's a, there's a team that's just recently won a Stanley Cup that's, that's on the move. And I'm not sure that they're going to, you know, they're not, I don't think they're going to climb to the top, but you don't want to fall a spot. That's my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, I, uh, I understand. I, yeah, right. Sean and I talked about that. We do not want to play them. <laughs> no. no. Um, well, again, I, I think what happens is, you know, you've got a team that's getting healthy. <clears throat> They're getting, you know, their top players back. And ultimately what that's done is it's rested them. Not only, you know, nobody wanted to be hurt, but – when it's some of your top players, you're kind of thinking, well, let's just hang around. <clears throat> so whether it's Landis Gog or, or, or Nachushkin or, you know, McKinnon, guys like that. I mean, those are your top players on your team. McCarr's got a couple games off for whatever reason. Um, man, now let's just, let's just make the playoffs. We know who we are. We know what we can do when we're healthy. So, you know, for <clears> – <throat> I don't, you know, and again, I don't know if that should be a concern, but I would, I would really think that if you fall into that number two spot and somehow you flip with, with Winnipeg or, or whoever it may be, I don't think Winnipeg or Dallas wants to play the defending Stanley cup champion as healthy as they possibly could be in that first round. So, um, you know, it's not, it's not that you're looking in, in the rear view mirror, but, you know, you're just trying to take care of your business, but you have to be aware of it. And, you know, should you play that team, get back to the defenseman. It, you know, and again, I look out there and it, everything always has to do with the salary cap. We know that. Yep. But there's some demon out there. Yeah. Uh, Chickren in, in Arizona has been talked about a lot. Matt Dumba in, in Minnesota has, you know, he actually – they, they sat him out a couple of games. Luke Shen, a big, big, strong defenseman. Yeah. I don't know if that's what you're. you're I'm thinking Shen because I like the salary <clears throat> of Shen. Well, would you, would you, I mean, would they even entertain John Klingberg? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, good question. Knows? I mean, I, I can't see Anaheim. Yeah. I, I don't know. But, but again, maybe that ship has sailed. All I, I, I think, know is. I think the purpose that I'm looking for is to get. And I don't know if Shen's this guy either. I mean, and it might be too late at the trade deadline without giving up a haul. But ultimately, it would be awesome to get a, personally, a top four stay-at-home defenseman that knocks like a suitor down to a third-line pairing. Yeah. I, like I said, we, we've talked about suitor before. So, yeah, you know, again, 
Ryan's 38 years old, yeah. you know, and, and he's got miles on him. He's played over 1300 games and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, and you can see there was even one last night that, you know, he, somebody gets a step on him and he's gone, but, but again, he, I, I think he's tailored his game. He knows where he's at in his career. And, um, you know, so he's, yeah, he's not, not a lot of guys, I mean, aren't going to be the same defenseman they were at 25, but you know, right. Sure. Years old. So I just look at, I look at, if you brought in more weight, you know what I mean? Like I that, agree. But, but again, in today's game, you have to be able to move and keep up with the pace and everything else. So, you know, it, that's I, mean, I think, I, I as think a, that's one of the areas I'd be looking. Yeah. At. As a guy who won two cups, I think you'd agree. And I guess, tell us about the saying, you know, in the playoffs, the rink gets smaller. And with that, the physicality ramps up. And I do worry about a Lundquist. And candidly, I do I worry about a Haskinen a little bit. Um, you know, because of their size and, you know, I, I don't think the stars are the most physical team. I think Marchman's brought some physicality, but you know, for the most part, I, I think that is something that is a little bit of a concern for me. Yeah. I, you know, and again, it, it gets heavy I mean, it gets heavy in the playoffs yeah. and you know, the biggest thing is, is you're playing the same team every other night for two weeks. And, and there's tendencies that are, that are brought out and, and you know, the guys that don't like to necessarily get hit and play that kind of game. And so they get targeted, um, you know, like a guy like Miro. I mean, it, it, I mean, again, if you're, if you're going into a, a, a series against the Dallas stars, you know, who you're, you're targeting. I mean, you're, you're going to try to make it as difficult on Robertson and Haskinen as you can. And, 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 you know, obviously hints would be one of those also. So, um, and they know that. I mean, and and that's all part of you know, learning how to play and playing the playoffs and all that other kind of stuff. So it's going to get tough, and and not necessarily. I mean, it goes round and round. And as the deeper you get, you know, the more more bumps and bruises, and then it becomes a mental thing. Do you want to fight through it? So yeah, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. This is Spits and Suds, and joined by two-time cup winner, you're one of your favorite Dallas stars, Craig Ludwig. And so last night, Craig, I wanted to end on this. So, I, so I'm so i looking above me in my section, and there it was, three Hartford Whalers sweaters. Three Hartford Whalers sweaters, sir. And I know it's because, you know, Carolina was formerly the Hartford Whalers, but I said to myself, what a perfect time to have Craig on to reminisce about the old Hartford Civic Center, the Adams Division, the Hartford Civic Center, the Cooperalls, and playing against former college roommate Dave Tippett, Mike Louis, Mike Leot in goal, and uh, but they had some good pieces. They just never could put it together. And what was it like as a player going into a very small city in Hartford, Connecticut, and playing essentially? Am I correct in in a mall area in the Hartford Civic Center? Oh, God bless that mall. We had to walk from the, from our rooms. We had to walk through the mall down an elevator or up an elevator, whatever the hell it was. But you always had to walk by this one little bar that we stopped at all the time. So it was so convenient. Never had to walk outside. And, you know, so there was a, there was a pit stop uh, always on the way back from a game. 
the worst thing about Hartford was that damn song. And, and I, I, I hopefully you're going to be able to find that damn song and you can, you can drop it in here. And it was not, 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 not. It was bullshit. I hated that <laughs> song. It was their goal song. And, but you know what, with all the bat and, and it's just a, you know, again, I, no, no, I don't mean this bad about anybody that lives in Hartford, but I don't know. I don't know what the hell you're doing living there. So <laughs> it's not, I, I'd have moved. Um, you know, I don't know how many guys actually live downtown and it's probably beautiful outside, but uh, outside downtown area. But um, anyway, it was, uh, the, I guess I can put all that aside um, because I remember Claude Lemieux, I think it was game seven uh, in overtime. He scored that, that goal against Hartford that got us on, moved on to the next round and won the cup that year. So, um, but you know what, there were some, they were tough games. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think I actually got to play against Gordy Howell. I, I think really, can, I think, because I think that was the year, uh, my, one of my first years, obviously, um, when, because Marty and Mark were there and I think he came back to play a game with them and somebody looked that up, but I'm pretty, and it was one shift uh, that or was Detroit. It was one of the other, he may have come back. It could have been Detroit now that I think about it, but it was one shift. It was kind of when he wanted to play in what, what was it? All four or five generations or something like that. Oh, okay. Decades or, or something like that. So, um, but it was, it was that, you know, he was kind of doing that one, one kind of game thing. So, um, but yeah, I mean, his sons were there and got to play against them, but they were, you know, but they had some good players that came through it. Um, so, um, it was, you know, it was, it was not, it's not, I'm not saying there's cities when you're going on road trips and things like that, you kind of circle and go, man, I can't wait to get here. And this was not one that I circled. So I don't know how many of us did, but, but again, I go back to the, the little bar in the mall that, that, that's what stands out the most for me <laughs> is being able to go to that. Great just on logo, the way back. And we always had tough games. I mean, it, it wasn't like they were a, a poor team either. It, it was always no. tough games. They had great fans got, you know, got to say that about their fans. Um, they had some meatheads there too. So, but that was the, I guess we were the Adams division then. So yeah, that was one of the yeah, toughest yeah. divisions in hockey that you played. Yeah, in. that was regardless, Quebec and Boston. I mean, yeah, it was, uh, it was a tough division. It was you guys, um, Montreal, Quebec, Buffalo, Hartford. Don't forget, yeah. Well, it was, where was Boston? Boston. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, trust me, Boston was in that one because I, the days that I had to face Cam Neely was not, not a, no, I, I, you didn't get a lot of sleep in the. Afternoon, I mentioned so. this before. I was a. I'm going to date you. I was a little guy in the stands. You still are. I, I, yeah, thank. You. <laughs> I, I like to think of myself as a uh, feisty guy, um, kind of like a third line. You know, get into it, yeah, cause a little. I'm an agitator. How's that? What's that? What's that little cartoon with the big bulldog and the little dog? Hey, case. <laughs> no. What's that cartoon? I don't even know, Craig. But, yeah, I'm, but I'm, I'm depicting dog, you're the little dog chasing Spike around. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not right Spike, right? right? Yeah, yeah. You get up, you get as high as the the, the other dog's heels. So, um, <laughs> but I was at the game where Knuckles Nyland smashed Rick Middleton into the boards. I've told you this, and oh, yeah. I mean the blood was ridiculous. And the rest of the night, that was a fun night for you guys, right? Well, he basically. <laughs> Rick ate Nux's stick. So yeah. that's what he knocked all his teeth out and got 10 game suspension, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So if you so, do that today, you're out of the league. But, you know, back then it was that. I mean, that was, a, I believe it was 10 games. But that, yeah, that was a, that was a life sentence back in our day, 10 games. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know that does bring up a, a question that I wanted to ask you. Oh, shit, um, I should have. No, you could have ended the podcast right now. I know, I know, yeah, I, know. I know. All right, so a quickie. I, I have this theory because I mean, you can't go a game without a high stick, and I have this theory that it's because of the weight of the sticks. And they're so light that they just come flying up and there's just less stick discipline, of course. Do you think the changing of the stick has anything to do with the amount of high sticks? No. no. Okay. I, I think I think the masks do. I think the masks and the shields do. Okay. There there weren't these many high sticks when we played when when they're you know, there were guys playing with no helmets for years that never got high stick. It'd be, you respected the players. I mean, you respected each other, either, you know, their eyes, their face, their teeth. And then all of a sudden when the, when the shields came on and then became mandatory and, and really, I think when the Europeans came into the league before there was any kind of rules about it and they came in with their shields and I, and again, we're all old school and you're thinking, Oh, are you kidding me? This guy's wearing a shield. And so I think you took it a little bit, uh, you know, you, you took it out on those kind of guys a little bit more. And then ultimately, you know, they became mandatory. And as soon as they became mandatory, you weren't, you weren't as responsible. And you thought, well, nothing's going to hurt him. I mean, he's going to get hit in his little shield there. And ultimately, it ended up bringing the sticks up. And, I mean, I think there were probably just as many guys that got hurt because a stick got caught in the shield, you know, and then you're trying to, and then the player did it accidentally, and then he's trying to pull it out. And, you know, he, you know, get them on the way down the face. So I, I just think when the shields came out is when you didn't have to worry about injuring other players and making sure that your sticks weren't down. And um, that's my opinion. So I, I don't know, but um, you know, uh, Chester, that's who it is. Spike and Chester. The, uh, folks, follow the cartoon. Go go look up. Are you serious? Spike and Chester. I ask you a serious high sticking question. You're the you're... little guy behind the big bulldog. Hey, Spike. Hey, Spike. Hey, Spike. That's you. I'm trying Spike to find out the Gordy Howe answer for you, and you're looking up Spike and Chester. No, I just remembered it because it's been bugging me. I've been talking because I can see it. So it's Chester, I believe, or Alfie. I don't know. Now it's either Chester Spike or Spike the Bulldog know. and Chester the Terrier. <laughs> Chester, what is Chester? Chester's a Terrier. Oh, I thought it was a Chihuahua. And he's got, Chihuahua, he, yeah, he's, 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 he's light-skinned like me. <laughs> yeah, see, you're Googling it, aren't you? Oh, I am now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, you're that little you're that little runt behind there. And does it have a tennis racket or a tennis ball in his mouth? <laughs> carrying a tennis ball? No, 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 no. It was it was part of the Looney Tunes series. Yeah. Um, Spike is the burly gray bulldog wearing a red sweater or a brown baller hat and a perpetual scowl, which is Craig Ludwig. And Chester is a Jack Russell Terry who is just the opposite: small and jumpy. Yellow fur and brown, perky ears. There you go. <laughs> Should we change there, the name to Spike there's and Chester? Your, there's your new logo. <laughs> <laughs> change the name from Smiths and Sons to just Spike take, and just Chester. Take a, just take an old ragged tennis ball and put it in Chester or Spike's <laughs> or whoever it is. Put it in Chester's mouth. I never should have told you that I played tennis. Nope, you shouldn't have. <laughs> nope, you shouldn't have. Shouldn't I be proud of that? If that's what it takes. No, yeah, I mean, you know, playing tennis at a competitive level. Everybody has level. to have some way to, to pat themselves on the back. So. <laughs> Are you questioning the manliness of, okay, so if you're questioning that, then what are your thoughts on pickleball? Oh, come on now, Chester. I'm not going to get into all these other new I've gone, yeah. Played, <clears throat> listen, I only hear great things. As a matter of fact, I was, 
having a beer with a few guys the other day and one of them had just got done playing or something like that. And I mean, loved it. So apparently it, it's a great it, Ralphie. I had Ralphie on my podcast and that went at the time, Ralphie was all giddy about, he had just got done playing pickleball in California where he's living. And as a matter of fact, he was looking at either building a court or, or getting involved in it. So, um, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about it. All I've right. never I've actually, I've seen it on TV and um, for, you know, <laughs> 10 seconds. And, uh, but hey, it, it seems to be the thing. So I look forward to playing it someday. All right, I'll do it. He's Spike. I'm Chester. You've been listening to Spits and Suds. <laughs> All right. On to All right, New Jersey. That's going to stick. I'm just telling you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. We have a, we have a charity dinner in a couple of weeks, <laughs> which I am not looking forward to. Last year was just awful. And I remember walking off just feeling so dejected being around you for three hours. So hopefully this year we can Chester have the pinata. <laughs> hopefully we can have proper separation so I can talk to a few guys that paid for this. Hey, I know the owners, can. so I know the owners. I can definitely get you your own table if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'd probably need it. <laughs> you could be at a different restaurant, but I can get you your own table. All right, we either we either lost all our listeners or gained a few. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, this right. is this has been fun. You've been listening to Spits and Suds. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Sean Shapiro, who likes me, will join me as my co-host. <laughs> and until then, he's two-time Stanley Cup champion. And uh, a guy that's just not a fan of me. <laughs> He's Craig. All Ludwig. right, well, good <laughs> talk, Chester. <Yeah>. Later. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, everyone. <laughs>